Hello, Mercy Church family. Thank you for joining us in our Mercy Church Podcast Basics, where we are learning more about God our Father. Let's go ahead and dive into this week's message called Relationship. I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. Proverbs 8.17 Then God saw that everything He had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Genesis 1.31 When God created the world, He saw that it was good and was proud of His creation. In the first chapter of Genesis alone, God proved His creation good five times, with the culmination of this great act described as very good. Just like His creation, God is good. Good and upright is the Lord. Psalm 25.8 In fact, every act God makes and every gift from Him is good. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. James 1.17 God cannot be evil. God is light, and there is no darkness in Him at all. 1 John 1.5 Nor can He contradict Himself. God is not human, that He should lie, not a human being, that He should change His mind. Does He speak and then not act? Does He promise and not fulfill? Numbers 23.19 He cannot lie or change his mind. God is not the author of confusion. 1 Corinthians 14.33 Since God cannot lie or change his mind or cause confusion, when he says that all creation, including mankind, is good, then man is good. The Bible goes a bit further saying that God speaks only truth. Sanctify them by their truth. Your word is truth. John 17.17 When God decreed mankind good, it was just so. Adam was created perfectly in his image, an adult with full reasoning faculties and communication capabilities. God could have created Adam as a baby, but instead he constructed Adam in his adult form as the perfect example of his image. Because God desired a relationship with man from the very beginning, God created Adam in his most sophisticated form. Not only did God create Adam perfect, he also met all of Adam's needs. He put Adam in the middle of an immaculate garden and placed every resource at his fingertips. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves along the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, Everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food, and it was so. Genesis 1, 28 and 30. God is the creator and king and ruler over all the earth. He reigns above it all. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hands are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. First Chronicles 29, 11, and 12. In his likeness, God grants Adam his authority and grants him dominion over the entire earth. To have dominion over something is to rule over it. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Romans 13, 1. God gave man the authority and intelligence to make decisions for and to rule over the entire earth and everything in it. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Psalm 115.16 Remember, God created Adam perfectly in his image, completely suited to make the correct choices to rule over the world. 
Free will applies here. God gives mankind the ability to make decisions. If a king rules over a kingdom, what is his role? He governs and makes the best possible decisions for the benefit of the people and the kingdom. That is, if he's a good king. God declared mankind good. Therefore, man by design is a good ruler. Free will is essential in any king. A king who is unable to make his own independent decisions does not make much of a king at all. More presumably a puppet or a fool, easily overtaken and resolved to ruin. A good king takes care of his kingdom, is a commendable steward, uses his resources for the common good. Adam was not simply given a task to keep him busy. God hired Adam for his dream job, work that he could do, enjoy, and was designed for. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them all to man to see what he would call them. Whenever the man called each living creature, that was his name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. Genesis 2, 19 and 20. God's care for Adam did not stop at his well-being. He also cared for his emotional happiness. God saw Adam's loneliness and he created for him a mate. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Genesis 2.18.21-23 God cared for all areas of Adam's life. He didn't just create another person for Adam to hang out with, but designed a mate specifically suited for him. God's goal since the conception of mankind is to fellowship with him. God had a relationship with Adam and communed with him on a regular basis. God walked in the garden with Adam. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Genesis 3, 8. The verse doesn't say that God thunderously and unexpectedly came down to earth in an explosion of fire. God's presence upon the earth wasn't a miraculous event that had never happened before. God's spirit commonly appeared upon the face of the earth from the dawn of its birth. He never intended to establish the world, then sit back and watch it from afar. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Genesis 1-2 Along with creation of the world, a relationship bloomed. God strolled in the garden with Adam. He gave Adam all he could ever want. The finest food, the grandest place to live, the greatest job of all time, and a mate suited just for him. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. Psalm 8.6 God literally gave the world to Adam, but Adam had to go and ruin it. The world was simply not enough for Adam. And Eve, of course, they both sinned. Doesn't matter whether they were swayed by the serpent or sinned outright. Both made their own decision to sin, to go against God, and they were both held accountable for their actions. The choice of sin brought death, destruction, evil, and chaos into the world. All the qualities that God is not. From this moment on, mankind is no longer inherently good. Man has been tainted by sin. Adam and Eve recognize their position. Their shame is evident in their actions. The state of man, in the fullness of his glory, naked, was created good. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Genesis 2.25 When Adam and Eve suffered sin into the world, their eyes opened to evil and brains became overloaded with what they had done. 
They understood immediately the gravity of their actions. But more importantly, Adam and Eve did have a relationship with God when they openly sinned against him. They felt guilt and shame at their actions, so they hid from God and wished to cover their nakedness. He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Genesis 3.10 Their intent was never to hide their physical location from God, but mask their transgressions and shame. They take it a step further and long to disguise their bodies, not out of poor self-image, but their nakedness bears all their sin out there for the world to see. They were ashamed of themselves, their person, who they had become. Sin had transformed them. They longed to cover themselves up, to hide their sin, to disappear. Like a child who has done something wrong, might hide underneath a blanket. No matter how hard they hide or how much they try to wash off the sin, the spot of sin with its guilt and shame will never come off. Well, not by anything Adam and Eve can do. This broaches the question, if God loves us so much, then why do we have punishment? Besides being good, God is also righteous, meaning He does the right thing. He is also just, which means that He follows the law. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all His ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is He. Deuteronomy 32.4 When God created the world and universe, He created laws to run it. Just like a king creates laws to govern a kingdom, He establishes order. These laws play a more substantial role in the creation of the universe. In order for the laws to work, they must be absolute and God must be just. Could you imagine the law of gravity only working when God wanted it to, or only every so often when he felt like it? The solar system wouldn't run. The earth wouldn't rotate, but be sucked into the sun or blown out of orbit. Water would be floating droplets in the sky. It would only take one minute for the law of gravity not to work before all of creation would fall apart. It would be chaos, which God is not. The rules must be followed all the time without exception. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created and exist through him. That is by his activity and for him, and he himself existed and is before all things, and in him all things hold together. His is the controlling cohesive force of the universe. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. When God told Adam and Eve not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that was a law. He immediately told them the consequence of not following that law, death. When God punishes Adam and Eve, he is doing what is right and just and good. He is acting out of the rules of the kingdom like a good king would. God does not want any person to be separated from him by death. He desires that no one perish. He wants a relationship with us all. The most beautiful acts of all this mess is God's response of grace and mercy. First, let's look at the grace God bestowed upon the two. God's relationship with Adam and Eve ran so deep that even though they sinned directly against him, even though they basically caused the entire world to combust, he loved them despite it all. He loved them in their guilt and shame. He loved them in their nakedness, never minding their actions towards him. He wanted to ease their pain. God cannot take away their punishment. The law of sin is death. It is absolute. Someone has to die. However, he did give them a small yet significant act of grace. The definition of grace is giving someone a gift they don't deserve. After Adam and Eve sinned, they were covered in shame, which became reflected through their nakedness. And the Lord made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. Genesis 3.21 God saw their shame and suffering. He could have forced them to stay naked, let them wallow in their nakedness and despair. He could have said, tough. 
After all, it's what they deserve, right? He definitely could have told them so. They deserved all of their punishment, and God could have treated them as such, yet he showed them kindness. He loved Adam and Eve. It was not easy for him to see them suffer. Through grace, he made them close so that he could ease their pain. They still had to face the consequences, but clothes made their lives a little bit more bearable. When Adam and Eve sinned, mankind became separated from God. Sin created a barrier. Your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Isaiah 59, 2. Society likes to paint a picture of a distant God who brought the world to life just to watch it operate from afar. God's creation was intentional and full of purpose. He did not accidentally create the world so intricately. Some cosmic experiment gone awry. God didn't get lucky and stumble upon just the right components for the earth and the seas. He sullied his hands fashioning us from the dirt. He created us in his image with the purpose to have fellowship with us. When Adam and Eve sinned, they thwarted God's purpose, but never did they eradicate God's desire for a relationship with his creation. He did not wash his hands of Adam and Eve or of us because of sin. God will forever want a relationship with each of us. What is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Psalm 8, 4. God wanted a relationship with Adam even after Adam sinned against him. God loved Adam in spite of all his sins. The Lord walked with Adam and Adam's children. Just like Adam, God wants a relationship with each of us. He wants to walk with us for eternity. He does not want to be separated from us by death. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. 2 Peter 3.9 the good news is our God is wise, 1 Timothy 1.17, and had a plan all along. In His most beautiful act of grace and mercy, He gave the most sacrificial gift of all in His Son, Christ Jesus. The wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23. But if God were to provide a sacrifice, a death in our place, we could live forever with Him. God desires a relationship with us so badly that He gave His Son in sacrifice for our sin. Jesus' death satisfied the law. God gave us His Son, Jesus, unblemished and without sin, which is grace, a gift we definitely do not deserve. Jesus died to give us eternal life, which is mercy, a punishment we do not deserve. And He, that same Jesus, is the propitiation for our sins, the atoning sacrifice that holds back the wrath of God that would otherwise be directed at us because of our sinful nature our worldliness, our lifestyle, and not for ours alone, but also for the sins of all believers throughout the whole world, 1 John 2.2. 2. God is not looking for a specific type of person. You do not have to have any particular qualifications. You don't have to be good, perfect, or have it all together to have a relationship with Him. God simply wants you to come to Him as you are. Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears Him and does what is right is acceptable to Him. Acts 10. 34 and 35. God wants a relationship to walk with all mankind just like Adam. He wants to talk with us and have a relationship with us. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. All we have to do to have a relationship with him is to have faith and make our choice. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who comes to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Hebrews eleven six. Let's pray. Dear God, I choose you. I want a relationship with you. 
I thank you that you want to have a relationship with me. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Help me to maintain my relationship with you. I commit to diligently seeking you with all my heart, all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our Mercy Church podcast. If you'd like to list the previous ones, you can go to Mercy Church Colorado on your favorite podcast site, or you can go to our website, www.wearemercy.church. Thank you, Mercy Church family, and we hope you have a wonderful week.